right. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal. Welcome back, what's guys. Up, what's up? What's up? What's hey, up? Thank you for joining us on a new episode. Uh, again, we appreciate your love and support as always. And uh, we're not going to mince any words, so we're just going to jump right into this thing. No. So, what's going on, Cal? Well, first off, you know, I just got to say it's good to be back. Good to be out here in these airways. Good to see you guys. Well, good to see you doing it on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah. So check it out. Um, we're going to start off the show just by remembering two of the, the late and the great, two legendary comic book artists, um, George Perez and Neil Adams. George Perez did uh, work for both Marvel and DC. Um, George Perez is responsible for doing the Avengers. Him and Marvel Wolfman both uh, worked for Marvel and DC. It was like a tag team. Um, they did the Avengers. They've done Teen Titans. They've done Crisis on Infinite Earths. They've done uh, one. Well, he's definitely written. Uh, he drew Wonder Woman. He's done some Batman stuff uh, for Neil Adams. He's responsible with Danny O'Neill, who's who's also another writing partner of his, and may he rest in peace. But they brought Batman back in the seventies to like that dark and gritty space. Um, he's also done some stuff with Dead Man. Him and Danny O'Neill was responsible for the Green Arrow and um, Green Lantern run that happened during the 70s. And also when Roy Harper, a.k.a. Arsenal, a.k.a. Speedy, a.k.a. Um, what was his other name? Roy Harper, Roy Harper, Arsenal, Speedy Arsenal. and Red Arrow. Um, he was like they he drew that cover and, and he was part of that story where um Roy Harper was on drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, um he and he's been doing a lot of stuff over the years, especially a lot of covers over some comic books over the years. Like there's just too many to name. And the fact that we lost two great ones in a matter of a week, um, it's heartbreaking. So, you know, much love to their family and friends and just the whole comic book community. You know, we lost two greats in one week. That's a lot. No, I feel that. I definitely feel that. Like, yeah, um, it, it, it is. It really has kind of been the matter of a few weeks. It's very interesting, actually. Because I remember George Perez was diagnosed with, um, with uh, terminal cancer, literally, like, sometime last year and to uh, to see that he had passed today to his greats like that it's losing all the oldies it's it's uh it's getting real out there you know and this it's just like and this guy was drawing stuff from when dad was like a teenager you know and um the fact that he, he would the both of them were generational because like i said you know dad was there when they were first coming into the scene and then I picked up this stuff from dad, you know, off of going to grandpa stuff. And I was very familiar with both of their work. And it just, when you sent that text this morning, my heart just hurt, man. Mm. It was just like, damn. <laughs> you know, I might have to go back and read some of the comic books. I know that DC and Marvel were both planning on re-releasing his Justice League versus the Avengers. Because you can't really find that anywhere, you know, especially not online. 
Um, you might be able to buy like the single issues online, but it's not even on Comicology. That book and Dad crazily gave it away um, when we were growing up. Which I now it's like, what the hell was wrong with you? And Dad was just recently telling me that he had a chance to he met him and he had a chance to get a book signed by him. And now he's kind of like kicking himself in the ass. It would have been a great piece of memorabilia. Oh man, especially. You know, and I, you always hear about how much of a nice guy he was, and Dad could definitely attest to that, also. Yeah, and I was because I I remember when I um my friend posted about it this morning. I was like, oh shit! And I was just on Instagram, and all these people were just flooding all uh, the the Instagram feed with um, you know, pictures with him. And he always just looks so happy to take pictures with fans and be there with fans. So it's a it's a great loss, a really really talented soul we lost. Him and, and Neil got, Adams, of course. Yeah, you know, and like I said, and Neil Adams was doing the artwork for, oh, man, I was in college at the time when this came out, but it was Batman Classified or Batman Eternal. No, not Batman Eternal. That was Scott Snyder. Oh, man. I think it was got Batman Confidential. That's what it was. And he did an arc on it. And just the art was just phenomenal. Man, rest in peace. That really, I'm sorry, guys. This one really hurt my heart. <laughs> no, for, no, for sure. You know, because you read about it, and you know it's a terminal illness. But you know, you're, you're. It was just I honestly forgot. And then you know, reading it this morning, I was like, wow, fuck. That's um, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's crazy. But um, just to stay in DC Comics for a little minute, we're just gonna jump into some uh, some good news with it. Um, just to go into the brighter day. But Superman and Lois, man, that last episode, fire. Um, spoilers, if you haven't seen it already, it's damn near been a week. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna rap about I, it. I have some, some gripes, but... And continue, I, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get into the gripes first. We'll, I mean, last. We'll talk about... Talk about I, I, I have a gripes too, but I, I just want to talk about what I like first. Yeah, you know, of course. I, I just feel like whoever's doing the writing, like that team, don't let that fucking team go. You know what I mean? Don't turn it into what the Flash... I, I pray to God they don't turn it into what the Flash has turned into. Um, Stay grounded in the comic book lore yet add little pieces of drama in there. But as long as you stay faithful to what's going on into the story, I feel like it'll be fine. And I think this show does a really good job of it thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting is phenomenal. Phenomenal, bro. Um, like I said, I've been saying I like Tyler Hackman as Superman since he appeared in Supergirl in the first episode of the second season. And it just seems like over time he's just gotten better and better and better and better. No, he he has really embodied Superman for me. He really has. He's he he's such a good Superman. He's he's amazing. And I wasn't that big of a fan of his portrayal on Supergirl. Like, I, I was remember. like, eh, I was like, eh, it's all right. Like, whatever. Like, there's something kind but of you, hokey about his Superman. But you saw though now, right? Well, you liked him since Supergirl. Yeah. Because it was like, so let me let me put it on. Let me put you on like this. Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, it seems like he's doing a Christopher Reeves version. But if you look at his Clark Kent, right, and and yeah. that's what I liked 
about his Clark Kent. We first saw his Clark Kent before we saw anything else about him being Superman. And I like that he was clumsy. I like that. It was his portrayal of Clark Kent that won me over. Than it was of Superman. Yes, I loved his Superman, but it was his portrayal of Clark Kent. Yeah. So no, what about give me a positive. He was no, no. It's good. I'm loving the show. I like this whole Bizarro World storyline. I'm really digging it. Um, I, I like I said, I'm loving the show. I loved that end scene where he revealed himself to Lana at the end That's he just started floating that was really cool i love that um i love the fight between oh was it jordan and jonathan yeah that was awesome <laughs> that was really cool and i really like how um jordan's coming to his own with his powers i kind of have a feeling that this is how jonathan might get his powers like something about this whole bizarro world thing something may transfer over to him that's my theory but um yeah, I don't. I'm I'm digging it. I love the show. Like I, I really. It's really the same shit for me. I really. I can't really find anything like bad to say about the show. But like I said, here's my gripe. I'm sick of these fucking hiatuses. Like you give us an no. episode and then we have to wait three weeks for the next one. Like after this, one, I was like, all right. Like what's the next week? Like let's get like into a steady stream on and then was it May twenty seventh. Like what the fuck? Like we well, just and then you we just got this back. There. We just got this back. Like a week ago, like a week ago. And then, bro, this is what kills me. You give me great fucking trailers for this next episode, and you're like, fuck. And then you're going to end it on a cliffhanger. Now, I'll say this. I wasn't a fan of how he keeps floating to, to tell everybody he's Superman. It's a little annoying. You did it with Lois. You did it with the boys, and you're doing it oh, with I didn't. I didn't think about that. Oh, I guess you're right. He does kind of do that little floating thing. Kind of actually in the same outfit, too, now that I'm thinking about it. So it's like in that kind of like that trucker jacket. That he starts yeah. floating and then he takes the glasses off. But I thought this was probably, well, no, the coolest part was, was with the truck. That was the coolest, actually. But yeah. it was pretty cool when he was kind of like, you know, using his powers. That part was something different, and I'll go with it. But I wanted, like, he could have they like, all right, Lana, check this out. And then did like a, I, I guess I'm a fan of the Lois and Clark spin into the suit, but I guess that would look hokey now. It could, I could see them kind of doing something like that. That I just, I have so much faith in them that they would find a way to make it look cool. Like again, the only that? gripe, just please, like more episodes. Like I'm not... I'm sick of this. Like, what would the season's probably gonna be done? In what July or some shit? Like at this rate, June. June. Oh, okay. So I guess they're trying to space it out, and then I think it has more of a. Went through the same thing at a certain point. You know, when you big boy on campus, you kind of could take those hiatus and yeah. have everybody. Like, ah! Are you still watching Flash? I just actually that's that's gonna be okay. So we're gonna go into that before we go into Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. But yes, I um if you'll see if you check out the Word to the Blurred Instagram, I did a a, a little memorial for Killer Frost. R.I.P. to the homie. They killed her. She's gone. Get her out of here. She saved it. She uh, sacrificed herself to save Caitlyn. Goddamn Death Storm is gone. 
you know, they brought Ronnie Raymond back and they had a comic book accurate Deathstorm, so that was cool. The show is still hokey. Um, before it ends, I need them to do a race between Flash and Superman. That's the biggest thing I think you need to put down on TV. Have that if if anybody can do it, it gotta be the Berlanti verse, it gotta be the Arrowverse. Um, I need to see that. It was nice to have like that little callback for Flash and Supergirl when, when we had it when uh, Flash when Grant Gustin appeared in uh, Supergirl season one when they called it World's Finest. Yeah. You know, and as you know, I was a fan of the first season of Supergirl, which you still couldn't believe that I was. That's back when um, I was still living in New York and uh, it came on Channel Channel 2 on CBS at the time. Before I they think moved. so. Yeah. I used to record it and all that. Um, but The Flash is definitely gotten hokey. I know you kind of stopped watching and gave up hope, Cal, which I'm not mad at you about because yeah. I, I just I want to see it to the end, bro. I was thinking about watching some episodes and like I don't even know where to start, like to be honest with you. And also just like yeah. I'm not going to lie, like, the first two to three seasons were pretty good, even that Savitar storyline. I wasn't a fan of Savitar or whatever, but when you look at after Savitar and you've seen what's coming, it's like, fuck. Every time there was potential on the show, they kind of just threw it the fuck away. Like, I'll forever say this. I hate how they did my man Wally. Justice for Wally. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you know? Uh, I guess I've you been watching enough to know the new, um, like the storyline for this season. I mean, so far there was a murder, like a a, a metahuman suicide, uh, suicide metahuman serial killer who was feeding off of the energy off of uh, grief. So if you watch, so they borrowed elements of Jeff John's Blackest Night Run. Do you remember that, Kali? Yeah. Um, so they borrowed elements of that, but instead of taking, like, the whole love or whatever, they focused on the sad parts of it. Um, and so he was able to take some of Ronnie Raymond's consciousness or, like, his love for Caitlyn and bonded it to himself. And through that, he was trying to find Caitlyn for like seven years or whatever. So now in the eighth year that he found her, he started killing people that was in close proximity to her. Gotcha. Um, and so now it kind of, they just wrapped up that portion of the story arc. We're getting rid of Killer Frost. Okay, that's good. So, I mean, I mean gold boots. I was watching this one show. It was a Boba Talks because <laughs> he's lost complete hope in this. Yeah, uh, he has. I watched. He did, did you see that video? He was kind of like, "What happened to the Flash?" And he was like, "They play that corny ass music." It was like, dun, 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 dun. you know what I mean? Like, when, <laughs> he's like, it seems like every scene has that. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. It used to be cool. It was cute in the first season. And then it's like they kind of went into some legend shit where they kind of leaned too much into one thing. Um, and I knew it was kind of going to be on some bullshit once I seen how they did Cicada. Yeah. 
Because it was like, no, that's not that's not Cicada. That's not how the villain's supposed to be. You know, Cicada was a, a flash cult leader. You know, Cicada. Not, I'm trying to remember what kind of villain Cicada was. Like what? He was killing metahumans. Was that played by the guy from American Pie? Yes. Oh God! I now I'm forgetting whole seasons of villains. So it is it. It seems like I don't know if this has been confirmed, but is this coming season of The Flash going to be the last? I feel like it is, and they're talking about trying to do what they did with Arrow with that season eight, give it like ten episodes and just wrap it up. Yeah, I'd say that's good. Yeah, okay. I'm ready for it to end, and it it seems like we're kind of nearing the end of an era with CW super shows. Superhero. That's funny that you go into that because yeah. let's tomorrow Batwoman is is gone. gone. Yeah, which which makes sense because we never spoke about this, but. Discovery now owns Warner Brothers. So yeah, recently they're going through a complete overhaul. Yeah, so recently um, Discovery put in a bid to buy Warner Brothers from I think it was AT and T because AT and T actually like lost a lot of money dealing with Warner Brothers and that whole kind of catalog mm-hmm. and stuff. So Discovery bought it and it's owned by this guy named David Zaslav, and apparently um, they're taking the axe to a lot of things. I read that. Unfortunately, a, a lot of people lost their jobs. They canceled shows that were supposed to be in production. Uh, like, they were, like, getting ready to make them. This isn't just, like, superhero stuff. They're just, like, really TV shows that are, I guess, under that Warner Brothers umbrella. Um, they canceled the Wonder Twins movie, which was supposed to yeah, happen. I, I mean, no one's really I, upset about that. But, um, but, yeah, they got Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman are canceled. So And it kind of makes sense because... I forgot Legends was on. I won't lie to you. Um, I haven't watched Legends in years. It used to be my shit because Legends used to be just like a, a fun, feel-good show. It almost felt like sometimes it didn't take place in the DC uh, mm-hmm. you know, universe and shit like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, it's, it's unfortunate. Batwoman is unfortunate because this was like, what, the, the second it's- season for Javicia Leslie? Yeah, second season, second season for Javicia Leslie. And so that was, you know, and she's, she's a talented uh, young woman. Gorgeous, you know, huge crush, but not talented. And um, she'll, she'll land on her feet. Um, but it's, it's almost kind of expected. And I think we're at an era where, you know, it's, it's ending. You know, we're losing Batgirl. We're losing Legends of Tomorrow. It seems like the next season of Flash is going to be its last. Um, we got Superman and Lois. That shows no sign of ending. Uh, hope to God. <laughs> if they keep the quality up, keep that show on. Uh, it's, we're only in the second season, so we, we don't even need to talk about the show ending. Um, and then we have yeah, what's that, that, that Gotham Night show. So I could see them doing it where... They're making guess, room. Yeah, making room. Also, I think, I think going forward, the, each show might be a separate thing. So like how we've barely had any mention of the other DC characters in Superman and Lois. I think this Gotham Night show will do the same. And I, honestly, they haven't even confirmed if it's like set in the CW superhero verse. No, they haven't. Because if that was the case, you'd have to explain what happened to Batman and Batgirl, like how he just disappeared, where did he go? And then, you know, because it's, it's called Gotham Knights. How do you have that and not have Batwoman in it? You know what I mean? So it seems like it's a separate entity from the CW verse. So, so those would be like the only two superhero sh- Is Naomi still on? Yeah, Naomi is still on, but is I Naomi watch- is Naomi's not really set in. No, it is. 
It is? Yeah. Okay. It's, it is. I haven't watched, I only watched the first episode and I couldn't get back into it, man. I think it, it, it gives me Stargirl vibes in terms of just like the teenage shit. I think I, I, because I am a grown man and I work with teenagers, so when I see teenage shit, I be immediately turned off. <laughs> so I'd be yeah. like, no, I no. Yeah. Even now with All American, you know, I was all in with that show. I kind of oh, you don't watch it. that anymore. I don't watch it as often. Like I'll catch up, and then they have like a um, a spinoff, which I've watched a couple times. But even they have then, a spinoff. What's the spinoff? It's called All American Homecoming, which is based out of the HBCU. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, bro, I'm I'm a fan of the I was a, I'm not even was. I'm a fan of the show. It's just man, once it started getting ho is man, a show only has but so much hokiness before it loses me. I'm just not ready. <laughs> so I, I, that's another show I've been thinking about checking out. There's just we're in an age where there's so many things to watch. And it's just like, where the fuck do you start? But yeah, everyone talks to me about All American because you're not the only one. It's a really, like the first, because I think it's in its fourth season now, third or fourth season. It's really good. It starts off really good. Um, The second season is amazing. It just seems like the writing just keeps getting better and better. And it just gives you a taste of what, you know, West Side culture is like, how it's broken down between Compton and um, Beverly Hills and just seeing what the two lives is like and Spencer James, who's who's a pillar in this community, but also an amazing football player. It's, it's really, really good shit. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and that wasn't even what we were supposed to talk about, but you know, I got to, if something's really good, you know, I got to talk about it. Um, so rest in peace to Legends of Tomorrow, rest in peace to Batwoman. Um, I really hope to see each of the stars go into different projects. You know, like you said, Javicia Leslie is not only beautiful and talented, and oh my God, girl, if you're listening, and I, which I'm, you're probably not, but Lord, the Cena boys love you. Yeah. Um, yes, and the gentleman that plays um, Luke Fox, you know, I, I definitely want to give him a big shout out. Um, Khalid, you know, I've been a Batwing fan for years since the since they first brought him into existence in the new 52. Cameras, Cameras Johnson, I believe. Yeah, you know, and he's he's been doing this thing while he's been doing the Bat Batwoman stuff. You know, he put out, I think he did like a cartoon or 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 a film that he directed and he put it out in the festivals and it's just and it won. Yeah, it was an animated film, I believe. Yeah, you know, I, I was following his, his stuff with, with, with great interest because it was good to see him. And once you put him in the Batwing suit, I was like, oh, okay, you know, let's do this. You know, finally, you know, I'm still not a fan of the helmet, but I'm happy that uh, we got what we got. That, that it meant a lot to see every everything to be like that. And I know, I remember when the show first came on, I was with it for like the first two to three episodes. I was like, I'll give it a chance. Cause remember we watched the first episode of the first season together. I think it was you and dad yeah. and you guys wasn't impressed, but I was like, nah, I'm willing to give it a shot. You know? Oh, it was like, it was me, you dad. And I, Ryan was there too. 
Because we, we had Comic-Con that weekend, I think. It was also the same weekend as Nia's birthday. So we went to that um, Sofu spot, and then we watched Batwoman at home. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Big shout out to our brother Ryan, man. Much love, homie. Shout out Ryan Smaller, miss you, bro. The Philly Connect. Word. Um. So, I think it was Entertainment Weekly, but they just post put out a new a uh, new picture of Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Natalie and Portman they, and Chris Hemsworth. Natalie Portman looks so good. Yeah, I was getting ready to say. She looks so good. And I know it sounds like I'm like, I've been like thirsting this whole episode and shit, but she looks, she looks so good. Yeah. And man, she looks good with the hammer. She looks good in the costume. I'm looking forward to this movie. I'm looking forward to seeing Christian Bale as the God Slayer. It's, yeah, it's just- I know he's going to give a good performance because that's a two time Oscar winning actor playing this villain, Gore the God Butcher. I know we are going to get a good performance. This is this is the time to do it. This is this is great ish. Let's do it. You know, let's yeah. do it. I I love it. I'm here for it. <sighs> when is that movie coming out? Uh, j- oh shit, j- July I think. Okay, all right. So we got some time. But also, Doctor Strange comes out this weekend, guys. No spoilers. You know, Colleen and I normally would go see things open a weekend together, but it just didn't work out this time around. Um, so don't don't post any spoilers. Don't DM us any spoilers. Still follow the words of the blurred Instagram, but don't hold it down. You feel me? Hold yeah. it down. Because I know Patrick, Patrick Stewart's in it. I've been hearing great things. Although I, I, I mean, you've been, I, I've actually heard mixed things. More mixed than great. Really? Yeah. I heard some people say they were disappointed. I heard some people saying, all right, it was not like the best Marvel movie. But I feel like everyone expects the next Marvel movie to be the best Marvel movie. Like, you ever read those? Some of the reviews piss me off. It's like, the best Marvel movie since the last Marvel movie. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, that. I always, the reviews I hate reading are when they say, this is the best Marvel's done. I'm like, yeah, really? You said the same shit with the last Marvel movie. You said that two months ago. Like, yeah, it's, it, you just have to get to a point where like Marvel knows how to put a put out a good product. Yeah, period. Like, yeah, even if it's a mediocre, it's still a good. It's product. still good. It's still watchable. It'll still make its money. Yeah, and it, the rewatchability factor, it's it's hot. You know, you I can't tell you how many times I was rewatching Black Panther. You know, I was thinking about Black Panther today and how I actually wanted to watch it, but will I watch it? I'm not sure. Because um, I, I also know that I've seen that movie way too much, but I'm also like, I could watch Black Panther today. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting shit when it comes out. You know, my favorite Marvel movie is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That is my absolute favorite Marvel movie. More than Civil War? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because it's, it's that spy thriller as for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, nah, I feel that. They really did the thing with that. And it was it was really cool. And I think that's why I like Falcon and Winter Soldier so much also. Yeah, that's another show I was thinking about rewatching. I was like, I can go for some Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've rewatched that show twice, bro. Mm. And I've rewatched it in a total of three. I watched it, you know, when it was first coming out. Then I rewatched it. Before I moved, 
and then I rewatched it while you know while living in DC. And I still love it all the same, like because you get something every time you rewatch it. You always catch something, and it's just like shit. I didn't think about this. Shit. Oh wow. You know. Yeah. And just see the good acting in it. <laughs> Which goes back to my point of Marvel knowing how to put out a great, excuse me, a great fucking product. Great no, fucking product. Yeah, because even even the stuff that's not the best is still amazing. I mean, not amazing, but it's like it does its thing. Yeah. Um. So, for instance, something I'm not, and I still have to finish, um, the last episode, but Moon Knight. I'm not truly feeling Moon Knight. How, how have you felt about Moon Knight? I'm curious. I'm not really feeling it. Um, it's like, I'll watch it just off the strength of, you know, we got to review it. We got to talk about it. Um, and just my curiosity for the character. Because I've read, you know, Dad was always a, a huge Moon Knight fan. Dad had one of the omnibus Moon Knights from, like, when we was growing up, which is from his time growing up, but he bought the book when we was growing up, and I, I read it. And I was expecting more, like, and you and I have talked about this more grit, street-level shit, instead of, like, this magical mysticism can mm. shoot a god and a stand a third. Like, yeah, you know, there's the, the, the moon god, but I was kind of expecting, like, some Hawkeye-esque, you know, you know how Hawkeye was dealing with the street-level villains or Daredevil. Yeah. That's what I really wanted. Like he, like I would, if I was them, I would have made it, set it in New York City, and he's stopping the, he, like still have like the same cult or whatever, but they're trying to do something to to rule New York, or they're trying to do yeah, something. Yeah, it got it got way too big, and then uh, it's a shame you didn't see the finale because I have gripes with the finale where you're kind of just. So I'll just say something happens where you're kind of just like in a shared universe. What do the Avengers think? Because you've created this, established this world where there's heroes that kind of monitor the world for all these events. There's a big event that happens in that finale. And you, some, you're kind of just like, so the Avengers wouldn't fuck with that? They wouldn't be there for that? And also some things with... Um, uh, never mind. I'll wait till you, until you watch it, and then we'll, we'll talk. We could talk office or on another episode. We'll talk about it. All right, because... It, and it's taken me a while, bro, because I could have watched it. But it's like, I'll sit there and be like, I could just watch something else. <laughs> I'll come back to it. It'll be right there. Yeah. And sometimes you feel crazy because all the people that I watch are like big reviewers. Like, they love it. Like, oh, Moon Knight, it's amazing. And I'm just like, I just think I feel, that like, I feel like no one else feels the way I feel. Like, right, no one else thinks that it's not that good. <laughs> Like, I think Oscar Isaac is a fantastic actor and him switching back and forth between characters like that, Steven and Mark, is amazing. But I also feel like, I'm like, I'm also like, is there going to be any Moon Knight in this show? It feels like it's just the adventures of Steven and Mark, you know, tomb raiding and shit. I'd like to see a little bit more Moon Knight in this Moon Knight show. And, and, and I think that's my biggest thing, too, because if you put all the Moon Knight clips together, he's probably in there for about five minutes. Yeah. Like, you probably have, like, a good 10-minute clip or some shit. And it's like, come on, man. Like, I, I'm enjoying what's going on. I'm enjoying the story. But it's not equal parts story, equal parts superhero. It's more story and less you watering down the superhero-ness with the story. Which I is no feeling, problem. 
that when Pop finishes it, I don't think he's going to like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it because he's too big of a Moon Knight fan for us to just be like, oh, man, you know, at least I got it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, but I do want to switch things just a tad bit going to the sci-fi round. Yeah. Um, Star Trek is really doing its thing. Paramount Plus is doubling down on this thing. You know, we definitely got a season two of Strange New Worlds. That was definitely announced a little while ago. But um, Picard just finished. And I know you didn't watch that, so I won't talk too much about it. But um, I think, I mean, I kind of had something spoiled for me. Not really, but it was also kind of... No. Thing? Huh? What? The Wicked Pressure thing? Kind of, but let's not go into further detail. Because, okay. again, I haven't watched it, but I did see something with Will Wheaton. And I was like, wait, what? And then he, like, energized off with someone. And that was that was yeah. just, like, a five-second clip. And I was like, wait, what? But let's not go into further detail. <laughs> okay, so I was right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I won't do you like that. But honestly, I'm going to do a, a pretty bold statement. I think this might be my favorite Star Trek show, Strange New Worlds. I was just, I was really just moved and inspired. And then just, just how they, how they deal with Pike with this man who knows he's going to meet this, this terrible end. What do you do? Do you hide from it and just stay on earth and be like, I can't do this. You know what? And we all know that we're going to die at some point we're going to die, but not many of us know the date of our deaths. You know, usually people who know that they're going to die or the, the date of death, like it's like you have an illness, like, okay, you have four months and you have sort of time in your head. But he has this time in his head, and obviously he has a duty to his crew and to the Enterprise and just to, to want to explore new worlds and, and help create better societies and civilizations. But, you know, also being held back at the thought that, you know, I'm, I'm going to meet a terrible fucking painful end. And, and as a character, I think that's just like really great storytelling is how do you continue with that? You know, what kind of challenges will he face? Will he become careless? At the back, it's like, well, I don't die in this mission, so, you know, let me able to make some some risky moves here, or is he is, is he going to be a little bit more scared and a little bit pull back a little bit more? So, I think that's that's great storytelling. I love the show. It's just, it, I feel like I feel like it it felt it had a very hopeful message, but it wasn't beating you over the head. Like the scene where he was on the alien planet, and he was talking to him about what happened to Earth before everyone came together. It didn't beat you over the head, but it had a really good message. He was like, all right, we could destroy yourselves. Like, you're, you're well on your way to doing that. But, you know, here's what we can offer you. Here's, here's my big stick, you know, when he did that with the ship. It was just, it was a really good show, a really good episode. I'm loving it. Can't wait for next week. That's why I wish they had two episodes, because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, give me another one now. This was amazing. And I, and I know you were watching, re-watching the first episode. And I think I'm going to watch um, the, the first episode. Shout out to Uhura. She's fine. As hell, um, and and oh and who God. plays um who plays um, uh, Sing, um, yes. Lieutenant. Who? What, what's her relation to Khan? She would be Khan's what? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Whoever, I don't know. I love how tough she was. I was like, oh, you're sexy. I like you. I like you. <laughs> so for me, I and you know, it's it's no secret that I am a big Star Trek fan. Um, I. I see that Paramount is really doubling down on their Star Trek universe, like I said earlier, because you saw that they were doing, they did like a whole 
um, you know how Star Wars, had, Star Wars before like the Mandalorian or whatever, they have that thing that introduces like the whole Star Wars thing. Yeah. So they, they had that it. little intro. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'm, I'm very glad that we're getting a season two of this. Yeah, this was good. I think I'm glad that people had enough foresight after they viewed the pilot before putting it out to know that this is going to be good. I think that this is finally for something. This is something for those of us who are Trekkies. And I, I don't fall under this umbrella because I love Discovery and I like Picard. Even though if I had to choose between both of them, I would choose more so Discovery than Picard because I feel like Picard kind of struggles with pacing at times. Yeah. Um, but Strange New Worlds was perfectly paced, in my opinion. It definitely brought back that classic Trek feel that a lot of people who are a fan of the original series and Next Generation and the, and so on and so forth, what they were missing, especially with that, um, sh- you know, planet of the week, uh, uh, adventure of the week kind of thing, because a lot of people were sick of the serialization of what Discovery and Picard was doing. Even though for somebody like myself, I enjoy it because the first time they started doing something like that was in like, what, season four or five of Deep Space Nine, you know what I mean? And even maybe a little bit before that, Deep Space Nine was the first Star Trek iteration to be serialized. So if you missed the episode before there was any streaming, you know, you would kind of have to find a way to catch up or speak to somebody about it. Like, damn, I missed the episode. And then I know they're gonna further, you know, go further in the story, so I need to catch up. Word. Um, yeah. so you get that episode of the week. And like you said, just the tone, it was a more hopeful tone. You know, we've been going through uh, uh, a place and a time where things are dark and gritty, you know, and some people don't want their Star Trek dark and gritty. Yeah, and that's another thing. I think this is the most hopeful Star Trek we've had because I'm looking back to Discovery. Discovery was pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Picard, Picard's kind of dark. I mean, Picard's not as dark as Discovery, but it's like, okay, the, these are more harder edge Star Trek shows. And then I think um, we're kind of going back to a little bit of the classic thing. With Strange New World, it's a little bit more hopeful, a little bit more exploratory. It's a little bit like about the better of mankind, the betterment of, of all living things and civilizations and in unity. So, and this is all, all the just that I felt and got from the first episode. So I loved it. And God, you could just, I'm just looking, I'm like, God damn, how expensive is this show? Because you're looking at the sets and everything, looking at the costumes yeah, and the backgrounds. I'm like, damn, they stay. I mean, just in general, because even with Discovery and like Picard, you're like, they spend money, but this looks this looks more um, expensive than yeah. I say Discovery and Picard for sure. Just the sets alone, and you could tell that they're they're gonna do some things with the ships. Um, yeah. You can see with the trailers on how they're taking evasive maneuvers before. When you would watch the shows, you would see them moving in their chairs when they're about to do evasive maneuvers. You know, it wasn't again until Deep Space Nine when they started doing those expansive or you know extensive space battles where you got to see the ships moving from side to side yeah you know not just the characters going oh you know all that yeah 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 i, I also want to say um mm. that kirk that kirk freak out was pretty good that had me oh had man me. i was i was like really i thought it was season two but then like i was like okay okay cool cool i got it i got it and then, like, yeah, it, that was pretty cool. And then, like, because I, I wasn't that familiar with it, and then I read up on it, and then, like, the history of it. Like, I won't go into it on here, but I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. I dig that. 
Like, no, no, you just go into the history on it because I, I want to hear it. I'm not sure about it. Well, so apparently, uh, George Kirk, as we know, is is Kirk's brother, Captain James T. Kirk's brother. Right. And the story is that I believe he was in the original pilot played by William Shatner, but he wore a mustache to play him. I didn't so know that. that is kind of like a little tip to the cap to when, you know, the, in, in the original series when William Shatner played uh, Samuel Kirk, the only difference was that he had, he had a different color shirt and a mustache. So that, that's, that's what I read about it. Like, and I didn't even know that was. that was true. Yeah, that's what I believe it was IGN I read that on. I think it was IGN. But, that it was, but like once I read it, it like made me love it even more. Because I kept like when I kept watching, oh, bring up Kirk to the bridge. And I was like, Kirk? I was like, did they really keep Kirk like away, like keep it secret, like and have him in the first season? Because I was like, I was pretty sure that he was announced for the second season. But yeah, it was, it was cool that they did that. I dug it. I dug it. I don't know if, if he'll pop if this dude will pop up again. Maybe they'll have it be like a little thing where he just pops and says, hey, you know what I mean? Just like a little fun. No, but I, I, think on, I think he's on the show. Oh, he is? That's, oh, I haven't seen him in the trailer. Oh, but I guess maybe they're trying to keep him secret in the trailer. Okay. No, no, he was in the trailer because there was, there was, um, it, it's, it's real quick. When I say it's real quick, because you have him, Ahura, Kirk, and Spock standing up in the bid, bridge, but they're like lined up type shit. Well, um, hmm. So I guess that's interesting. So I guess we'll have, like, we'll get a Kirk each season, it sounds like. Yeah, and then what would be cool is that if, you know, when it's time for the other Lieutenant Kirk, a.k.a. Um, the soon-to-be Captain Kirk, when we have that and, you know, you have the brothers together on the Enterprise, because that's, that's going to be, it's going to happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you really, you want to see, like, what happens, what, what's up with Kirk? What's I'm, up? I'm right. not going to, sorry, no, you keep talking, and then I'll, I'll go. My bad. And I, I think that sets up something beautifully, you know, and I, I like how they had the discovery callbacks. You notice that the shuttle's name was Stamets. Um, they mentioned how, you know, every time I go into space, I feel the loss of my sister much more and more, which was yeah, yeah. all back to the second season. The discovery, yeah. yeah. Discovery. And then um, you learn about um, the prime directive, you know, which was really that cool. Was that was a cool little, <laughs> yeah, that'll never stick. Ah, oh, this is a great show, and I'm actually like you. I'm actually gonna rewatch the the first episode tonight because I really I just had a lot of fun watching it, and yeah. I I do believe this actually meets the Robert Meyer Burnett seal of approval. That yo, bro, you have no idea. I am waiting to see because I was I was watching uh, Friday's episode of John Campia, and I think someone asked a question about it, and he said I liked it. I liked it, and I think Campia liked it, but then. <laughs> Uh, Robert Meyer Burnett tried started to shift and started to complain about something, and John Campion was like, "Oh, all right, all right. next thing we're gonna do this," and like <laughs> it was hilarious. Does he have Twitter? Because I wonder if he tweeted about it. Robert I, Meyer Burnett. I'm gonna check it out because I know Paramount Plus blocked him. Paramount blocked him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that. I find that so fucking funny. Like you really have to be on some shit for like like a whole streaming service or a network. To block you, bro. To Holy be like, fuck. to be like, yo, we can't fuck with you right now. Like, <laughs> you're too dangerous. You're too dangerous for a Star Trek brand. Word, you're fucking up the brand right now. We gonna have to kill your ass. <laughs> no, for real. But um, 
Damn, what was I going to say? But yeah, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, guys, is on Paramount+. Plus. Please check it out. Highly recommend it. If you're a Star Trek fan, you'll love it. Even if you're not, even if you know you haven't seen Star Trek, I think this would be a good way to sort of get into Star Trek. It's a very good show. And I would love to know what you guys think about it. But uh, Tucson, we're going to do a segue into some comic books. So uh, can you talk to us a little bit? Hey, man. As you guys know... Maybe come a little closer to the laptop, too. <laughs> as you guys know... We've been, uh, DC Comics is always going through like these different crises and things like that. And right now we got the dark crisis, mm. you know, which is um, started off or getting ready to start off by like Batman, Batman Shadow War, which is happening during the time of Damien as Robin. Somebody kills Rachel Ghoul and frames Deathstroke. You know, shit is going down in the DC universe right now. And then with Justice League 75, uh, written by Joshua Williamson, he kills off Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. The Flash is, uh, Barry Allen, the Flash, is trapped in another dimension and being tricked into doing all these cosmic uh, tragedies. Shit is getting real, guys. Shit is getting real. Um, so now they've released the for free comic book day. Also, happy free new comic book day, guys. Um, they released Justice League Dark Crisis Issue Zero, which shows the fallout of what happens when there's no Justice League. So Clayface is giving a tour to a bunch of children in the Hall of Justice, and he just loses it. And Wally West, the Flash, comes in and fucks shit up. So guys, please, 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 guys, check this out. Um, Joshua Williamson is doing some great things. You know, I love when they pass on the, the the baton to the new guard. You know, so right now we got Joshua Williamson doing uh, Batman, Dark Crisis. We got Tom Tim Tom Taylor doing Nightwing, um, Superman, Son of Jarrell, Son of Kal El. What else is he doing right now? I said Nightwing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, DC DC uh, Dark Knights, uh, Steel which is the DC comic book set in like a Game of Thrones kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. But I, um, but also guys check out the new Darth Vader series. I, I posted about it earlier. Also speaking of Star Wars, happy belated May the 4th. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is the May. That new Obi-Wan trailer was amazing. Oh dude. I can't wait. Amazing. Like, oh, I, I th- I think this might be I don't know maybe I'm saying it too soon but this could be my favorite um, Star Wars show just uh, I can't wait just you got everyone back you got Darth Vader back you got Hayden Christensen back which pretty much confirms we're gonna see little flashbacks of maybe them two together during the Clone Wars like uh, not I'm, even just that we're, they're excited. also talking about that we could see a battle no the, there will be a battle but like if 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 it was just gonna be Vader and no flashbacks you don't need Hayden Christensen for that. Sure. So that's the only reason why I'm like, okay, they're bringing Hayden back. Like, you know, there there has to be flashbacks. You know what I mean? You don't bring Hayden back and then stick him in a suit and then have James Earl Jones voice because you could just have a stuntman play Darth Vader. And then is have, James Earl Jones voicing Vader? I don't know. I mean, this is me making an assumption. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, what's you know, ham and cheese? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like things just go together. I can't, I, I mean, I mean, I know Vader's been voiced by other people, but if you can do the big dog, 
why not get him? Especially if he's still with us on Earth right now. Yeah, you know, we, oh, and if he's able to do it, if he's physically able to do it, give him his roses. Give because we don't, you know, because he, he is he's in his nineties. Yeah, he's definitely. So, up. You know what I mean? He's had a long, fantastic career. But if if you can get him, do do it. And cut that check for my man. Word. Shout out to the King James Earl Jones. Simba. Also, deliberately disobeyed me. <laughs> he played a king more than once. Because he is a motherfucking king. Okay. God, God bless James Earl Jones, man. That's a fact. Um, yeah, I mean, bring him back. Come on, Disney. You got the fucking money. Um, yeah, it just looks good. I'm excited. I'm excited that we're getting two episodes. Because I feel you I'll can't run a- from him. Oh, I loved that. I loved that. Shout out to uh, well, I think her name is Moses Ingram. She plays um Reva, who's an Inquisitor. Um, yeah, she she looks good. She looks great, and looks like she's she, apparently she has a big like part of the show. She's a kind of like one of the main villains, if not the main villain of the show, next to Vader, from what I've been reading. And um, yeah, and we do get a backstory on her about like how she was like being recruited by the Jedi and almost taken from her family when she was little. Well, you know, I don't want to spoil because I don't... Never mind. <laughs> but she gets, she gets, she gets a, a backstory. Um, so she, she is going to have some meaty bits in this, in this series. Also, Marvel released the Obi-Wan comic book on May the 4th, um, which takes place in certain different periods of his life. So the next one is going to... The first one is a childhood piece. And then the next one takes place during this time with Qui-Gon, so I can't wait for that. So, guys, be ready for this Obi-Wan goodness. Be ready for this is the May. Mm. This is what we do. We're, we're weeks away from Obi-Wan premiering on Disney+. Plus. Not one, but two episodes, guys. We're in the home stretch. Oh, I'm so ready. I can't wait. Yeah, so let's make it happen. But, guys, oh, it's good to be back doing this. It's good to be back on here. You already know how we do. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Word to the Blurred podcast. We on there. We out there. We be doing our thing. Be ready for it. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. You know, this is something we want to build. We eventually want to get our own YouTube channel. So, you know, help us help us out. We can only do that with uh, listeners and subscribers. So with that being said, yo, we love you. Thank you so much. Oh, happy Mother's Day to all of your mothers. Happy Mother's. Shout out to all the moms holding it down. Holding it down. All the mothers that are still with us and all the mothers that we have unfortunately lost in the past couple years. Shout out to all of you and all your loved ones. Thank you so much, Mama. We love you. Also, um, just real quick before we go, I recently bought Uncharted. I liked it. Um, but we'll talk about that later, you know, but with that being said, guys, this is two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with two and Cal. I love you.